Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast in which we dig in deep to analyze the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe one minute at a time. I'm Andy Nelson from thenextreel.com. And I'm Pete Wright, also from The Next Reel. We are, of course, looking at John Favreau's 2008 film, Iron Man. And back with us today, we have Joe and Andrew Dorowski. Welcome back, guys. Hello. We're still here. <laughs> still here. <laughs> Lurking in the basement. <laughs> lurking uh, lurking in the shadows, right. I'm sure there's nothing in here with us. No, nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing to see. Uh, we are uh, looking at Iron Man Minute 104 on today's show. The minute starts with Rhodey taking Tony's Audi R8 for a spin, and it ends with Pepper looking up into the shadows of the Section 16 basement. I think you might want to rephrase that on, on Rhodey. I think what you mean to say is it begins with Rhodey being a real jerk Stealing his buddy's car and peeling out <laughs> inside his garage. Right. Like, that is going to reek. It's, it's terrible. Like, what is he doing? And, and I mean, did Tony even say he could take his car? Yeah. Why does he take the car? Yeah, He's like, watch the skies. Right. He came in a truck, right? He yeah. drove here in a truck. <laughs> oh, this totally confirms our truck breakdown theory that he actually hitchhiked up here. Exactly. This is why Rhodey was so sweaty earlier. He had to he had to run the last three blocks. So this is just further proof that Rhodey is just really not a good friend. He's not doing at all <laughs> what Tony asked him to do. He's like, oh, Tony's out. He's in his suit. He's flying around the city. I'm going to take his his cool car for a joyride. I'm just going to I'm just going to drive it back to my car. Give myself a jump start. That's it. I swear. Do you, do you think he just looked around at the broken gl- glass and the, the hole in the ceiling and said, he's not going to notice the tire tracks. I'm about to leave. <laughs> oh, totally. Uh, yeah, it's and I mean, I, I do question the other end of this. I mean, we've seen before that obviously when when Tony is flying out of here in the Mark II suit, there's no garage door on the other end. But I'm assuming at some t- at some point there is a garage door. It's not like he just has this open all the time. Right. And does Rhodey have the code? Like why why is it open? Why are we assuming that he can actually get out of this <laughs> this garage? Here? Because lest we forget, like that is also his workshop. Like there is a giant hole in his house leading straight to all of his top secret Iron Man and paraphernalia <laughs> of course of course there is yeah i mean we know his house is perfectly secure nothing bad ever happens there <laughs> right ever happens in tony stark's house and it will continue to have nothing bad right. happen here for the next two exactly. iron man films <laughs> right perfect <laughs> oh um we go from this from roadie peeling out and ruining uh the floor in the garage here to uh to a shot from seven it looks like. <laughs> well, I have, I have one question about the uh, the car real quick. Oh, sure. Because this is another shot, much like when the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents arrive at uh, at Section 16 or whatever that place was. Right. They, where, where, like, the logo of the car is really prominent. And I, I feel like, and maybe this isn't true, but I feel like that has become less common in Marvel movies. Is this because they are now paying for themselves and they were not when they were making Iron Man? That there's so much product placement? I think that's probably part of it. I, that, I think, would be a very logical uh, a logical thing. Like, why are there uh, so many Audi uh, product placement shots throughout this film? Probably because they had, had cut a deal and were like, you know what, we're, we need to... Um, to get some extra funding to help make this look really cool. 
and I mean, well, to, and to a certain extent, I mean, it's not just the Audi that we see. I mean, we see some some gorgeous cars that Tony has in his basement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, granted, he's only ever driving the Audi, but uh, but I mean, there's the Salina S7, the Tesla Roadster, the 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 uh, uh, Ford Flathead Roadster, uh, the Cobra. I mean, he's got a great lineup down there. Uh, not to mention the motorbikes, and so I, I think that it just also I think it works in context of Tony. But uh, but you're right. The product shots where we're getting these shots where it's like, clearly, check this Audi out. Um, I mean, those really kind of, they, they are starting to stand out, especially as we're kind of in these last couple, uh, you know, this, this last couple of minutes, we've seen quite a few of them. But we should say that Audi has been a sponsor of Iron Man uh, all the way through. I mean, I, they're releasing a new car with event with uh the um uh, uh, uh last avengers film like they're and and in fact like they were their commercial bit with robert downey jr is what l- largely was one of the first big spoilers about what happens to tony stark because they they sort of outed they let robert downey jr out something important with the character in one of their car commercials, like their behind-the-scenes car commercials that went on online. So Audi has been around a long time, and this is not the last we're going to see of them. Well, I mean, if only someone would go through these movies one minute at a time, I could confirm or deny my theory that it's become less common. And we could point them all out. Yeah, you're right. I mean, Audi is very tied to Tony, and I, I think that's become just a thing that they do now because Iron Man 2 will see these. Yeah, all of them, really. I think, really, they are tied to to. Iron Man, right? We don't see them in the other Marvel movies, I don't think. I may be speaking out of school, but in in, in Avengers movies, he drives an Audi. <laughs> right. Whenever the character is around. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we don't yeah. see Audi in mm-hmm. Ant Man. That would be out of place. Uh, well, we uh, we might though. I when in uh, in Ant Man and the Wasp when they pull out the little uh, the Hot Wheels thing with all those cars. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if there's an Audi in there. No, you're right. And I'm I'm searching for it. And there it is. It's in Spider-Man Homecoming. It's in Ant-Man. It's it's stinking. Audi is yeah. a, is the full Marvel sponsor. Yeah. I'm done. Forget <laughs> it. I I want to see Thor driving one around in uh in Asgard. <laughs> right down just straight down the rainbow road. No reason. It's just what the real, the real stretch, right? <laughs> there is actually a wonderful uh, entire corporate advertising section in the Marvel Cinematic Universe Wikia. And so, well, put that in the show notes and then you can look at yeah. Acura and um, you can look at Audi and uh, you can look at all the commercials. It turns out it is in Black Panther and it is in, I mean, it's, <laughs> I'm, I'm wrong on just about everything I just said. <laughs> so, Well, good to know. And thanks for admitting it. <laughs> also, Coke. Coca-Cola. It, it is interesting that in this minute that we have, it does feel like two, like I, when, when Rhodey peels out, it feels like a car commercial, right? It, yeah. And it moves from car, car commercial to straight horror. It is, it's like within this one minute, you feel like there's two different genres that happen in the film Iron Man. Yeah. You know, product placement, car commercial and monster horror show is about to yeah. come. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah, when we do cut to Agent Coulson and the team, Coming down those creepy stairs through that dirty, dirty window. That, yeah, that really small window. Everything at Stark International is so pristine and clean. I, I am so boggled by this window being like so filthy. It's like, why <laughs> is this? Why does it look so bad? I don't know. But yeah, we we have the agents all now going into uh, into the uh, the bad guy's lair. 
And uh, it's, I mean, it is totally like straight out of Alien. I mean, it really is kind of this this horror look. Even the the fantastic lighting that we get. I love the tracking shot that we have of Pepper as she's walking down and the camera's behind all the equipment mm-hmm. and we're just kind of watching her and the camera slowly tracking and pushing in. And then there's one shot or one moment right about around like 20, uh, 22 seconds in when this just harsh light is coming up from the floor, hitting her right in the face. And it's just so creepy. It it makes her, it makes her look like Alita battle angel. When <laughs> 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 you look at it like that, her eyes are really big. Yeah. It's, it is otherworldly. Oh, you're right. Yeah. The scene, um, you mentioned alien. It also to me feels like in Jurassic Park when they go to the shed mm-hmm. um, yeah. to, to you know, reset the breaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's uh, there's all the technology around. Yeah. There's all the pipes and everything. And you you're not sure, but you feel like something could be behind behind any one of these things. <laughs> and there's so many places for something to be hiding in us, even though we've established that was a very large suit. Yeah, it's like it's like there's not too many places for this to be hiding. I, I miss I wish we put in the cut of him like tiptoeing to a dark corner right. once he's <laughs> right. in the suit. Right. Like, quiet, quiet, quiet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny the way that uh, he's not there. I mean, and, and, you know, Pepper's got it's so dramatic all of the way that this happens. I mean, everything is so creepy. You've got the sounds, right? You've got the the dripping sounds again. You've got a creaky door as they kind of go through. It's almost like wind is blowing through there. These deep booms, electrical hums and buzzes. You've got the water light. Yeah. And then she turns and and she sees kind of the wires dangling from where we know that Ironmonger had been. And the, the wires are like sparking like everything is just it's so weirdly creepy. It's uh, it's it's so funny. Uh, and it very successfully sets that that feel right. You, oh, sure. And it, like for the movie audience, when you're in the theater, you're waiting for the jump cut yeah. moment to happen. <laughs> like, yeah. like for the jump where you, you're going to squeal in your seat and, and every muscle is going to tense. Uh, and, and it doesn't come in this minute. Spoiler. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. So those wires. Yes. Yes. So he, like, point. Wa- he, he walked away and just like snapped. What is that? Like 12 wires, like thick cables. But don't, don't forget, he's being very sneaky. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> And so does that mean that they're, they weren't like plugs in? Yes. They were like hard lined in and also he still needed the arc reactor. So glad that you brought that <laughs> up uh, because it turns out, yes, that's exactly right. They were just hardwired in and he hadn't thought of that and just had to pull real hard. And that's part of this fancy new Iron Man technology. Just like he hadn't thought about getting out. It looks like even they did think about because some of them have the quick release, like little plungers on them that right. that they were able to release. But those those hot wires there. Yes. Yeah. And they're, they're uh, sparking. That's real trouble. Yes, they're sparking. <laughs> Let's be clear, though, real quick. They're in a giant pool. Right. This, these are hot <laughs> wires dangling over a, over his Zen, his Zen water garden. <laughs> I think that they probably all had the little plungers on to disconnect. But I, I, I think that that was meant to be a sign that, you know, Obi was trying to hurry here. He had to just <laughs> yank those out. So I think that next time we see Ironmonger, I think it's going to be important for us to look around at the suit and find those other little shredded ends that he didn't get disconnected. The, the dangling cords. He needs a tail. That's right. But what would they like? 
What were the cords for if they need the arc reactor to power it? Like, well, I, I feel was like plugged they, in. yeah, it was plugged in because he didn't have the arc reactor. How are they going to test it? How are they going to like upload yeah. the system to it? They, it has to have power without the arc reactor so that okay. they could work on it. You know, like yeah, I just, they couldn't do anything with yeah. it, but I, but they could at least kind of get some power to it. To, right. They, to they, install they still needed the battery pack to, they, they to go to, cordless. They had to power all the USB ports. Everything had to have. It was all USB. Every connector okay. besides these two is USB. Okay. So another infrastructure question about this basement. What is that? What is that big red pipe? That mm. must be where the water is running through. <laughs> that's, and it, oh, it, that's it, a it, lot it sucks of pipe. Up, it sucks up from the basement <laughs> and then it runs up to the arc reactor where it gets heated and then it comes back down here in a different red pipe. Maybe that's the big, uh, the green pipe behind the monitor. Right. That's the water Why coming just back close down. down like a waterfall into the, <laughs> into the basement. <laughs> it's actually, yeah, it's flows from Tony's house all the way. <laughs> yeah, that waterfall in Malibu. All right. the way. Can I, can I jump back just a few seconds uh, when, when the whole group walks in and then they see the uh, earlier version of the, the Iron Suit, right? The Iron Man Suit? The Mark One. The Mark One. In that tableau where they all position themselves so their faces can be seen by the camera, um, <laughs> which one is best posed? Which actor is handling this best? <laughs> you can great. even see some of them once again. Watch uh, the one that's closest to the suit. He definitely looks down for his mark. Yeah, well, it's right, he's the checking. last supper of Agents of Shield. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the last something of a lot of these agents. Of Shield. It is right. It is I, okay. Let, well, let, let's let's work left to right. Clark Gregg looks fantastic. Always he's looking fantastic. good. Yeah, he's he's um, always looking great. Okay, well, do your tableau, and then I want to come okay, back. And then Clark there's Craig. the there's the tall one between him and Pepper. Yep, that's David Castillo. Not a great position. Yeah, he's kind of buried himself back there, hasn't he? But he's a stoic. Yeah, bar- barely in the shot. Yeah. He doesn't flinch. We know that. Gwyneth Paltrow, doing fine. Yep. And then we've got someone, he's pretty much in the middle of, of the set of people there. That's Keith. Yep. I think I think Keith is good, but his lighting's bad. Yes. Right. So his posture and his his angle. And I don't know what he's looking at either. Well, I think he's just giving the suit a side eye. <laughs> his face is kind of towards the room. And I, I like his look. I just wish his lighting was better. Yeah. yeah. And then you've got uh, one closer to the foreground. This is this is Jason. This is the one who's the eager beaver. Who mm-hmm. This is his first day on the job. Okay. I think that makes sense. <laughs> He's because looking he at it crosses, as if it's kind of a holy reverence to it. Yeah. And he, he crosses does. pretty far to get into that position. So he I does, think he, right. that his eagerness holds true. That characterization uh-huh. is solid. Yep. Um, and then we've got one who's still kind of on the stairs, a little hesitant, still kind of casing the room. Yep, that's Paul. I think he has my favorite facial expression, Paul, there yeah. in the back. Yeah. yeah, he's got kind of a moody facial expression. Like, I kind of want to look at this cool suit of armor, but I don't want to not look at the room. Well, and if you if you watch him, like, he does, like, a little shoulder roll, too. Like, you know, right around mm. 32, yeah. 33 seconds. Like, he stands there. He's like, yeah, I'm just going to step stand here and just kind of. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to keep a lookout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. That that shoulder roll is good. And then we've got the one who's looking just at the forearm of. Yeah. And that's Daryl. Well, I think he was definitely looking down at the floor for his mark. Yeah. yeah he's trying to find it. It looks like because it looks like he's not on it. He's like, where's <laughs> yeah. the damn mark? Like he's walking around for a minute. <laughs> By the time they cut, he's looking straight at the floor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so he looks maybe the least pre- ready to handle all of this. Like he doesn't know where to look on the suit. And then he's looking for his mark. So I think 
He could have done another take. Mm-hmm. Thank you for allowing a really in-depth discussion. <laughs> of- <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, I think in the middle, I think he's the best. He just doesn't have good lighting. I feel like for me, Jason is the best. I the, the way that he comes, like he comes all the way up and he's just right in there. And he's just like... <laughs> I just I think the fact that you know he's so excited. This is his first day, and I don't know. Although I don't I don't understand why he and Daryl both end up looking straight down. Yeah, and actually Agent Coulson does too. They all like they all their eyes all drop straight down right at the end. It's reverence, yeah. like oh, the right. holy it's a holy reverence <laughs> moment. Yeah. <laughs> wait, yeah. Wait a second. There's like you're right. I didn't I didn't notice that, but now that I'm looking at it, it. It is the Last Supper moment, and yeah. three of them are about to start praying. They are. Yeah, it, Except it totally for what you don't know way. is Jason is actually looking down and writing on his hand, don't forget this moment for mom. <laughs> 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 but yeah, Coulson and, and, and the two others that are closest to the armor, they all bow their heads in unison yeah. like they're about to start a, a, a little prayer. Yeah. Right at right at thirty six seconds. Well, it's coming. Oh, so it's coming after Pepper's line. I thought it'd be bigger, and so I, I guess they're just. I don't. Want to, I don't even want to go there. No, why they all of a sudden all look down? Right. That's why it's so funny because they all look right down at the crotch. Got it. Yeah. He said, "There." That's what they're doing. <laughs> if you were going to put odds on um, first one to fall to a foe that may be looking around, who who would you peg in this group? Oh. The eager one. Oh, yeah. I feel like it makes sense. Yeah. It's sad, but he's just not going to be watching his back enough. It's not going to be the one who's still on the stairs because he's watching for it. Yes. He's ready. He's, he's a seasoned agent. Last one yeah. in, first one out, boys. Well, as we as we find out later in the minute, Paul, who's the one on the stairs, he's the one who is like, he's kind of walking and he's studying the monitor. So he's kind of looking at the detailed information that we uh, oh, okay. of the Ironmonger suit. So, yeah, he's 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 a student of the scene. Yes. He is. And then we have uh they split up. We have Agent Colson go with Daryl. They kind of yeah, hop over the bar. The, he he jumps the bar. They weirdly don't land in a puddle. You'd think that they would. <laughs> this water is somewhere. Pete, Andy, Andrew. If we are ever in a situation where we've just entered a dank room where we think there's a threat. I don't want us to separate. That's just our go-to methodology. <laughs> we're going to hang out together. Yeah. Do not separate. That's fair. I've got to say, the the bar jump, it's rock solid. He's doing yeah. that one-handed because he's got a gun in the other hand. That's oh, yeah. Agent Coulson. This is why he got his own TV show out of this, yeah. right? Yeah, he doesn't He doesn't get enough action like that. It no. was, that was good. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's a solid agent here. He's proven it. He's proven his stuff. Now, you talked about the um I I have not memorized the agent's names. Well, he had a spotter. At this point. Hold on. But Agent Colson has a spotter down there. <laughs> <laughs> right. Daryl's already down there. Hold the mark, Daryl. Hold the uh, mark. Who's who's the one who who checks out the uh the the screen? That's Paul. Paul. When he's looking at the screen, does it just have like a chart marking the angles at the waist of the ironmonger? I had a point on this because that those only those diagrams, the uh, the arrows flash three times as if we're supposed to make a note or somebody's supposed to make note. It's of like this is the angle of incidence where the torso yeah. meets the waist. And, and so he can only bend so far. 
Well, what's weird is it's also on the back. So it's like, does yeah. he bend backward too? That's yes. not going to be good for the person inside. <laughs> no. No, it's not. It, it's not good. There's no space for a person inside here. It is not designed for, for humans. But for some reason, that flashes. And at first I thought, well, what are they trying to make a make us feel like, like, oh, the electrical, the electricity is not that great because the it, it, the light is kind of, you know, with the yeah, water. Is it, is it flickery? But but that's not how you would do that effect at all. And uh, so something something sketchy about that. And Paul notices. Paul sees it. Oh, yeah, he does. He's, yeah. he's yeah. aware. He's like, I know what that angle is. Yeah, yeah. I, I know how to use that to my advantage. When I, yeah, when I see this, like he, he kind of has like a confident shrug. He's like, I got this. Yeah, exactly. photographic memory, baby. <laughs> I just got exactly that whole schematic. Doing. I can build uh. this in my backyard. <laughs> I kind of wish you hadn't told me all their names and <laughs> so make, it, make it harder. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. We'll see. What happens tomorrow. Yes, we'll find out. <laughs> And then that's pretty much right. We go back to to uh, uh, Gwen to Pepper. to Pepper, and she's looking at what she's looking up at something. What I think it's just those those wires, right? It's yeah, cable. she's staring at those sparking okay, wires. It's a xenomorph up there. <laughs> it, it is totally. <laughs> oh my! This this whole thing. It's such a I I don't know. It's it's the strangest basement uh, lair for a bad guy to have in the in the bottom of his bosses. Whoa, whoa! The strangest. Whoa. That's a that's a that's a hot take. That's a bold pull. It's it's, a, it's I, and I'm going to stick with it because I think. <laughs> I mean, we I still have ask. not found the water source. We have not. Uh, well, and when they first walked in, and you guys pointed out the really small window. It still took me back to the moment in the previous minute when we see Obadiah like run across the hallway. I'm like, wait, where was that door in relation to? Yeah, right. <laughs> Every, everything that we've seen before. Yep. Was, the, the layout was a little unclear. And I still stand by, you know, those poor scientists who had to carry all of the equipment and material to build the Ironmonger down those stairs. Yes. There must be a freight elevator in the corner. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling You'd you. Think. You'd think. trap. Oh, now I want to I want to see like a, a one shot and it's just like two interns who have been told to get the Mark one down there and pieces keep falling off. They're trying to do it it's like this is really young. Like it's it's heavy. It's inconvenient. I would love to have seen that he actually recruited um, Ahmed and uh, what's the other guy's name? The two guys from uh, from uh, the Ten Rings, who were the kind of the the bumbling idiots that were always helping <laughs> helping uh, Raza and uh, and Abu out, I would love to see that. Uh, that of all the people that he killed, he kept those two around just to have to help put all these pieces together because <laughs> because why not? Because <laughs> they saw it, <laughs> right? Because they obviously figured it out. Uh, well, I don't have anything else for this minute. What about you guys? Uh, no, I think we we covered so much more than I expected <laughs> us to be able to cover in this minute. There's so I much mean, here. Breaking down the, the tableau and the reverence and the prayer, I think, sums it up for me. <laughs> Truth. I'm good. Absolutely. All right. Well, guys, thanks so much for joining us again this week. Do you want to remind everybody uh, where they can find you out there on the interwebs? 
Well, I I have one more plug I wanted to throw out there. Um, I co-authored a book about, well, two books about the sitcoms Cheers and Frasier uh, with my sister, Kate Dorowski. So if you're looking for a different kind of media analysis rather than superheroes, and you, you, you just want a little uh, a sitcom sitcom flavor to things, you could look look those up. It's called uh, Cheers, uh, A Cultural History. That one actually doesn't come out till July of the year we're recording this. And then the other one is called Frasier, A Cultural History. That one came out a couple years ago because we went backwards. We did the spinoff and then the original <laughs> show. <laughs> you wacky guy. I love it. I can't. What? What's next? What's the next sitcom? Is it The Good Place? Tell me it's The Good Place. Uh, oh, that is the last episode of the protagonist podcast that we dropped was talking about The Good Place. Yeah. Uh, I definitely do want to get into The Good Place, but I, I think I need to wait for the series to be done before I could do a book project on it. Holy yeah, fucking shirtballs. <laughs> that is <laughs> dream, my favorite thought. show on television yes, right now. hands down. Okay. Well, uh, what about you, Andrew? Um, yeah, I wanted to podcast or, or <laughs> podcast. I wanted to to plug something that I I don't think you've heard about. It's called Disney Animation Minute Essentials. <laughs> hey, all right. Um, I co-host this podcast with my wife, and we cover Disney movies one minute at a time. <laughs> Check those out, everybody. And uh, again, uh, that's it, I guess, for today's show. So thanks so much for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe to the show for free over at MarvelMovieMinute.com. Join us over in our Discord chat room. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Next Reel. And if you like what we do and you want to support us and get some cool stuff, become a patron over at thenextreel.com slash Patreon. Until next time, true believers. <laughs>